David Darren's Top 5 Things Podcast is filmed before a live studio audience. In Keller. This is the Top 5 Things Podcast. Look back at some of what we got done on our morning show at Planet 93.9, the Quad City's real alternative radio. Get the app, put it on your phone, and you can listen to the station live wherever you want. You can listen to us when we're, when we're live. Although, I get a sense you prefer hearing us in podcast form. I get it. Again, this is a much more condensed product, and you've built up a tolerance over these years. So I say thanks for having us on. No matter how you're doing it, we are grateful uh, for your ears and your attention and for the fact that you're downloading and subscribing and leaving reviews for the podcast. Thanks so much, guys. And speaking of building up a tolerance, the podcast is brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois, Tech Drive in Milan and West Main Street in Galesburg. Nature's Treatment offers a wide selection of products for recreational use, including flower, vapes, and edibles. Sign up for the newsletter and connect with Nature's Treatment on Twitter and Instagram. And we begin. Number one. 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 Number one. Kristen Bell, the actress who was Veronica Mars. She's on a show called uh, The Good Place that was really funny. Really enjoyed it. And then we were talking about this the other day on the show. Shows that I really enjoyed, and I just stopped watching anyway. Uh-huh. Sometimes with a television show, you enjoy it, and then it jumps the shark, and you give up. I'm finding more and more with shows, I think they're great, and I just don't need any more. Or something happens in your life. Well, that's that's it, too, yeah. Is it that I'm doing some sort of television portion control, or do I just got other things going on than watching TV all the damn time? Load management. There's too much TV on the TV. I've been saying it for years. Well, Kristen Bell's in the news this morning, the actress. She is married to Dax Shepard, who we've had on the show, right? That's correct. Uh, Dax Shepard has been sober for over a decade, but still likes to drink beer. Mm -hmm. And the beer he drinks is non-alcoholic beer. He's someone who drinks beer for the taste, apparently. Okay. And, you know, listen, you've, you've made a decision to be sober. We can only respect that. Uh, and to have non-alcoholic beer in the house, if you're somebody who really enjoys the taste of beer but doesn't want to have any of the uh, alcohol, I, I guess I guess that's you know that's a choice you've made. I think I would just give it all up rather than than have non-alcoholic beer. But that's uh, not that's not that's not my life. That's Dak Shepard's life. Right. That's the decisions he's made. So one of the things that that <laughs> Dax has this non-alcoholic beer in the house apparently. Uh huh. And. The story is that this Kristen Bell was walking around the house and one of her daughters was on a Zoom class for school. Mm-hmm. Uh, her kids are seven and five. Okay, so little ones. And apparently they will sometimes have little sips of daddy's O'Doul's, which, okay, like that's that's something people do, like. Can I have a sip of your beer, uh, and 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 to give your kid a no duels? I guess if there's no alcohol in it, you know. Again, it's it's your it's your. I don't choice. know that you necessarily pack a lunch. <laughs> you don't pack their lunch with that, and then send them off to school. But, but... see, that's the problem because with the kids being at home at school, uh-huh. they're just cracking open no duels <laughs> and pounding them while they're on Zoom. Oh, I don't know about that. She <laughs> the the kids. She's got two daughters. I don't They've know. grown accustomed to sipping O'Doul's, and it's become a bonding moment between the girls and Dak Shepard, their dad. 
and she says she was mortified when she checked in on her girls while they were attending school over Zoom, and there they are, just sitting there in class, pounding an O'Doul's <laughs> on Zoom at school. She says here, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, and let my me start by saying, I don't care. You're welcome to tell me I'm a terrible parent. I don't care. I'm a great parent, I think. My husband brought home a six-pack of O'Doul's last night, and my daughters often ask for O'Doul's. The reason for this is because when we had our first child, and my husband would put her in the baby Bjorn, he'd walk around the neighborhood, and he'd pop a non-alcoholic beer in his hand, and the baby would paw at it and put the rim in her mouth. It makes them feel close to their dad. So they, they under, they've explained, like, Daddy can only drink O'Doul's because he can't drink other beer. They've been very open with the girls about, you know, Daddy's daddy's not somebody who can drink beer, other beers. He can only have this beer. So when it's class drink time, she, she, she chimes in, and it's 9.30 in the morning, and the girls are online at class sipping their doolies. Kristen Bell says, I'm like, what must these other p- parents and teachers think of me? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. But she also says she doesn't care about, you know, your opinion because she doesn't think it's an issue. Quote, if anything, it opens up the discussion for why daddy has to drink non-alcoholic beer. Because some people lose their privileges with drinking. Drinking's not always safe. I don't know about getting into my six pack. <laughs> That's another thing. Hands off. <laughs> if you're if you're if you're talking about asking for a <laughs> sip from my can, that's one thing. But you actually getting into it. Dak Shepard was on, I guess, a podcast a couple of months ago. His own podcast. It's called Armchair Expert. And he was talking about his uh, sobriety journey and, and about his own daughters and like what, what it'll be like for them. And he said on his podcast here, quote, I am pro my children doing mushrooms at some point. <laughs> There's a lot of different studies that have pretty conclusively shown that you have long-lasting creative advantages, right? People who have done mushrooms have markedly more creativity that lasts. So I guess I'm going to tell my girls to do shrooms and smoke pot and to drink. Just don't do cocaine or opiates. If you don't do those two things, you're likely to be able to do the other ones for the rest of your life. That's my advice, girls. Lincoln, Dakota, come sit in daddy's lap. You're five, you're seven. Here's here's my wisdom. Don't do pills or coke, but pot and drinking and shrooms, dynamite stuff. See, I made the bold decision to not have children. My my kid is currently on the Zoom taking, you know, in sixth grade, they're doing alcohol and, and drug awareness. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was saying, did you know that with alcohol, you can, it can affect your memory? And I'm like, yeah, I think I read that somewhere. Also, it can cause blindness. I mean, like, uh, that has not been my experience, but okay. I mean, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're learning something, but... If that's what the professionals say. Uh, there, there won't be any O'Doul's at my house. Not anytime soon. Guaranteed. Two. 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 Dentist in Alaska who extracted a tooth while he was standing on a hoverboard. Not going to be a dentist for a while. 
not going to be out of prison for a while. Guy just got sentenced to 12 years in prison. He's on a hoverboard. Yeah, he thought it would be a good idea. Uh, This guy, Seth Lockhart, former dentist, he thought it would be a good idea to pull out a tooth while riding a hoverboard. He was filmed standing on a hoverboard while extracting a tooth from an unconscious patient. And then in the video... Unconscious? Yeah. Well, that happens. If you got to do a tooth extraction, sometimes they'll put you under. Okay. He thought it'd be a good idea to film this and share it with people. He's on this hoverboard. He yanks the tooth out of this uh, unconscious patient. Then he rides away with his arms raised in triumph. (laughs) Boy, I've seen that before. (laughs) Sent sent the video. This 34-year-old dentist sent the video to at least eight people, boasting that it was a new standard of care. Okay, so he rides in. Mm -hmm. The patient's ready. Mm -hmm. He extracts the tooth. On a hoverboard. And then rides out. Yep, and goes, look at me. Look what I did. I'm a champ. I'm the hoverboard dentist. No, you can't. uh, That's that's reckless. It's unlawful, and uh, you're in trouble now. Sentenced to 12 years in prison on charges including Medicaid fraud, embezzlement, reckless endangerment, and unlawful dental acts which that's so, that, that sounds like the name of my other, new album other things were going on yeah that would be that would give everyone a little bit of pause it would make you go hmm if someone introduced themselves as i'm so and so i'm seth lockhart the hoverboard dentist no i'm <laughs> i'm so and so former dentist hmm well, you mentioned, you know, the fact that the patient was out cold. It was a, an employee there at the dentist's office that ended up ratting this guy out because they were able to prove that he was increasing profits by sedating his patients for longer than was necessary. And maybe for things not necessary. <laughs> a cleaning. <laughs> I'm going to need to put you under for I a just, cleaning. I just came to pick up my toothbrush. Going to need to put you out for that. <laughs> I just came here to change an appointment. Gonna yep. have to put you under gonna for need, that. Gonna <laughs> I have a I have a cleaning scheduled for March 12th, I like and I now understand that uh, that's not going to work for me. Can I get something for in April, maybe? Sure, you can. But we're going to need to put you under for that. Well, that doesn't seem right. The judge, Anchorage Superior Court Judge Michael Wolverton, told this guy, "Quote." In reviewing all of this over and over again, I have a visceral response. You damn near killed some people. Your honor, your eminence, your excellence. He sent the video to eight people. During his trial, uh, one patient told him what you did was outrageous, narcissistic, and crazy. Another patient testified that Lockhart removed four of his teeth without his permission. That's no good. (laughs) See... You really have to have See, my permission there, to get teeth thi- out of my mouth. Yeah, there are other things going on by, <laughs> besides someone just gliding in on a hoverboard. So now this guy's in prison for 12 years. And I'm sure that'll be a fun story to tell the guys you're in with. I'm here for, well, I was the hoverboard dentist. I don't know if you've ever heard the stories. I would just... <laughs> It, it might, it may very well be a small percentage, but there are some interesting dentists. Did you ever have the dentist 
come to your school when you were in elementary school and they would give you the the red tablets to chew and then it would show you all the places you missed when you were brushing your teeth that sounds familiar yeah that was always a that was always a fun day this guy shows up at the school and before I give you kids these tablets, I'm going to need to gas the room. We're also going to take a look at... Uh, that time. We're also going to go to the uh, Spillway Motel and uh, turn on the black lights. <laughs> that doesn't seem like the best idea. It's a field trip to show you. <laughs> well, you kids chew on these red tablets and then look in the mirror. You'll see all the places you missed when you were brushing your teeth this morning. First of all... I missed a whole side of my mouth. <laughs> right. How'd that happen? You and you would look in the mirror and it was just a horror show. I don't think they do that anymore. I don't feel like that's something that... It's a harmless dye that reacts with the plaque in your mouth that exposes the plaque. But did they stop doing that or is that something that they still do? Here's all the places where there's plaque on your teeth. Oh boy, that's a... That's an awful lot of plaque. Do they still have the picture lady? With the picture lady who comes and takes your class picture? No. Who was the picture lady? The picture lady was someone who came in and would draw pictures? No, they would come in with like a painting. And there there would be a discussion about this painting. No, we didn't have picture lady where I grew up. Yeah. Is that what you called her, the picture lady? Yeah. No, I don't I don't remember that. And I know that a lot of times they were like friends of my friend's mom. So Mm -hmm. I know it wasn't like they were qualified. (laughs) When I was in second grade, they had a magician come to our school. But the whole thing was a scam because the magician was there. trying to sell you? The the magician was there to introduce these like coupon booklets that we were supposed to go out and sell. Uh. And I remember... Like halfway through the presentation, I was so excited to see a magician because yeah. I was all about magic. Sure. And then it was like he was doing his routine, and I'm like, "This is the greatest day of second grade ever." And then he was like talking about these coupon books, and I'm like, "This seems like a weird thing. It's a weird tangent for him to be going off on. Yeah. Like, get to the magic. He's trying to sell me a timeshare, right? And then, and then his one magic trick was he takes a light bulb out of his hat, and he holds the light bulb in his hands. And then he says, abracadabra, and then the light bulb goes on. And he's holding it in his hands. It's yeah. not in a lamp. Yeah. And I'm just looking around like, there's a battery in that. That, that This yeah, isn't magic. Not, it's really not magic. That's just a light. That's just flipping a switch. This, and then I remember just, <laughs> right. I remember the moment where I was like, I'm done paying attention to this. Yeah. I'm being sold something here. I don't care for this. Uh-huh. And you kids will go out there and you'll sell these magazines and, and your school's going to make money. And check out this light bulb. It's not connected to a lamp and yet alakazam. Hello, I'm Amazo. Do you, don't, you don't think I know how light bulbs work? The Amway magician. That's what it was. It was some sort of nonsense. And I, I remember I came home with the, with the information and, and I, I think we, we were required to sell like oh, a certain amount of numbers. And I remember in second grade telling my parents, yeah, they told us we don't have to do this. Who told you that? The, Some the people man, are telling you, yes, the, my that teacher, you have to. My teacher, teacher said I don't have to do it, even though that was not what the message oh, was. Okay. The message was, you kids will go out and sell us. I'm like, That's nah. an interesting thing. That's As a parent, mm-hmm. it would be an interesting thing for someone to say. Mm-hmm. 
the kid's bringing this home, mm-hmm. but the teacher said, I don't have to do it. That, here's the a thing. Lot of, some of this isn't adding up. This is the thing about my parents, who I love, all right? But I will just tell you this. They were far too willing to listen to what I said. Like... They would, they would believe. Okay, David. Any, uh, oh, David says he doesn't have to sell. They just did the magic show. Like, okay. And we're on to the right. next thing. There was never. They <laughs> never. Uh, God bless them. Wonderful people. Didn't break it down. Not a shred of disbelief. Once their child would tell them things. Moving on. No. To- and we're and we're on to the pork chops. We're on to the next thing. <laughs> right, yes. Right. What's what's this information about selling these? Joe, how books? many green beans will you have? But see, then that was the problem, though, <laughs> and I and I think my brother would back me up on this. They were willing to accept anything that I told them, but then the inverse was true with my brother, where they would be a little bit more skeptical of him. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And at one point, they told him. The issue is... He's just not as good a liar. Your, your older brother, David's a much better liar than you are. Uh-huh. He's willing to tell us lies that make us feel comfortable. <laughs> yes. Your lies keep us up at night. David's lies are pleasing to the ears. Your, and that's, your lies that's are, the secret. Your lies are insulting. <laughs> right. No, the teacher said we don't have to do this if we don't want. Oh, okay. Who wants some more turkey croquettes? Okay. Huh. Guess we're done here. They were not a, a hard audience to, to I'm persuade. allergic to turkey croquettes. You are not! <laughs> Liar! Right. That's, kind of, that's kind of in a nutshell what it was like at my place. Number three. 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 This is strange. Uh, things that wash up on the beach. Usually it's, you know, bottles or, or garbage uh, on the shores of Lake Michigan. This week, uh, somebody found a, a brain. A brain washed ashore. Wrapped in foil? Wrapped in aluminum foil. Yeah. A human brain? This guy found a brain wrapped in foil. This is up in Wisconsin, a beachcomber out taking a walk. Comes across a square package of aluminum foil held together by a pink rubber band. This guy, Jimmy Sendis, says his curiosity got the best of him. I'm Jimmy Sendis. <laughs> I walk the beaches. I'm something of a Wisconsin beachcomber, I hate here. I like to just let the, the waves of Lake Michigan just kind of give me a jump start on my day there. Right up to my ankles. Oh, yeah, I hate. I was just walking over there by Lake Michigan. Next thing you know, there, I, I, I found a brain. So he opens up the package and discovers a brain inside. He Human says, brain. He says he, 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 at first he thought it was a chicken breast. Until he was halfway done with it. <laughs> <laughs> Burp. This, this <laughs> He decided to Gonna call the Tums. cops, and the Racine County Medical Examiner says it is not a human brain. Okay. They think it's a cat brain. Well, how... What? They think it belongs to a cat. What kind of cat? Like a house cat? <laughs> I don't know. Then why did Jimmy think it was a human brain? I have no idea how big brains are. 
Well, I mean, I'm looking at the picture. I have no idea what it is. Looking, well, it's at hard the scale. to tell with the scale. But I mean, well, when you look at the rubber band, th- that that rubber band yeah, looks like. But you don't know how big the rubber band is. No. At first, I thought it was my lucky day, and a chicken breast had washed ashore on Lake Michigan. Then I thought maybe it's a little kid's brain. <laughs> That's creepy no matter what, though, that something's brain was wrapped in foil and then no, then like wrapped that. in rubber band and then thrown in Lake Michigan to wash ashore. I mean, it's still messed up, right? It's swimming that lake. Yeah. Uh, well. At first, I thought I, it was a chicken breast. I, Much to my dismay, I discovered it was a brain. A human brain, I thought. Turns out, no. I, it was just a cat brain. Bathe in that lake. <laughs> Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. That is... I drink from that lake. Are you looking now for, like, a brain every time you go for a walk? Like, are you just constantly... Maybe today's another day. I'm I'm on a hot streak. Let's see. Does he wake up, Jimmy Send, and go, Do I go two for two today? Is that... Dear God, please give it me the strength to deal with another brain in an aluminum foil. Gonna put on my lucky beach slacks. There have been human torsos, torsos that have like washed up near San Francisco Bay, and I want to say for a while there were there were human feet that were washing ashore somewhere, where it just. I mean, it, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for some human body part to wash up two at a time, or. Randomly, I want to. I want to say probably not in pairs. I'm trying to remember. Trying to remember the gory details, where it was just a in British Columbia, severed human feet just kept washing ashore, and the police were saying it's nothing to freak out about. That's easy for you to say. The the last year the fifteenth human foot washed up around British Columbia's uh, shores. There, fifteen of them, ten of those cases connected to missing people. But the rest remain a mystery, and the Canadian authorities saying there wasn't anything suspicious, because human feet will easily detach from your body and remain afloat. Because huh. the that's thing one is, of the, that's they, a body part that'll float. Well, huh? if it's in a shoe, right? Oh. If you're wearing a shoe. Sure. And you drown, uh-huh. your feet will kind of detach from your body, and the foam in your soul's shoe will make it float. I got you. So these severed human feet are just, they say... It's, the body, the it, feet falling off. Right. I would assume severed human feet washing up on a shore. I've seen enough David Fincher movies to know we got a serial killer out there. But the authorities out there were saying, no, when we, we look at these feet, we realize these are just... You know, and barefoot people, people servants that... too. <laughs> barefoot servants? What are you talking about? They say uh, up there in in BC, they say it's an odd trend, but it's not a cause for panic. Nothing to see here. Feet are the most frequently found human body part, as they easily detach I from the body and remain afloat because of the foam in your sole's shoe. Now we know. Yeah, it's not a cause for panic. Now. Cat brains don't naturally end up in aluminum foil and wrapped in rubber bands. That's not normal. Four. 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 I know I still can't find Clorox wipes anywhere when I 
do venture out to the store, but I am not aware of there being a toilet paper shortage. It's back on the store shelves, right? Yes, I thought I saw, and I don't know how valid this is, but I, I thought I saw that they were t- talking about the um, paper towel. Oh, paper towels are paper a shortage towel, now? a little bit shortage. Well, they're saying that they've got the store shelves filled with paper with with TP, but mm-hmm. w- what a lot of people are pointing out is you're not able to recognize the brands that you're getting. Like oh, I, there are people yeah. that are have very specific brand loyalty to toilet paper. Uh-huh. Right? Um and I think that's I, I don't want to be sexist here, but I think for reasons we don't need to get into I think women have a little bit more of a brand loyalty to TP than men. Probably. They right? don't they don't want scratchy bottoms brand toilet paper. That's that's <laughs> a terrible name. Hello, I'm right. scratchy bottoms. <laughs> We've been making toilet paper, well, since before it was even toilet paper. Started off as a sandpaper company. <laughs> Sand- and uh <laughs> started off we were, we were a corn cob company. Hello, I'm Scratchy Bottoms. <laughs> and this is our toilet paper. And listen. If you can't afford our toilet paper, <laughs> you can't afford toilet paper. It's going to take you a couple flushes to get it down. Oh. But by God, it works. Oh. You may not recognize some of the brands of toilet paper on store shelves because demand for toilet paper was so high during the pandemic that in order to keep the shelves stock, retailers bought up a ton of foreign toilet paper yeah, no, brands. I, I haven't noticed that. Mostly from Mexico. That has not been my experience. No. I think I would notice if it was Mexican toilet paper, right? Major chains across the country are carrying these international brands. Uh, CVS spotted in New York selling three different Mexican kind of uh, toilet yeah. papers. Yeah. Reggio, Hoteles Elite, and Daisy Soft. The Piggly Wigglies in Wisconsin are selling Mexico's Petalo toilet paper. It's got real jalapeno on it. (laughs) A Safeway supermarket in Fremont, California, has all the Mexican brands, including Vogue. Yep. Haven't been to a CVS, haven't been to a Safeway, so Mm -hmm. that's maybe why. Stores say they needed to get creative, and they started working with new suppliers. Popular brands like Charmin not going anywhere. Supply ch- supply chain experts expect that these foreign-made toilet papers will only be on the shelves until, you know, the U.S. manufacturers can catch up with demand. Toilet paper is the sort of thing when you need it, if it's the only thing available, then that's what you'll use, it's right? A, it's a leather glove. It's not like you can go, we're out, and this is the only TP I could find, but... Now I with, guess we'll go without rather than get a brand that's subpar. Now with real aloe and habanero. And I've never used Vogue from uh, Mexico. I can't tell you if it's any good, but... I've never Vogued in the bathroom. <laughs> Betty Davis, we love you! Why, what is he saying in there? What is Every time he goes to the bathroom, it's weird. Americans use much, much, much too more much. T- we use much more toilet paper than they do in other countries. By yeah. the way, yeah, you don't have to make a boxing glove out of it. <laughs> 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 
The Vogue is said by well, one shopper here in this story, the Vogue, the toilet paper out of uh, Mexico, is said to be so thin it kind of falls apart, mm. which is not something that you want to deal with. But there you go. Reggio. Rinde. Maxima Doration. Uh, that's uh, that's the, uh, the toilet paper that's on some store shelves. No, I haven't seen that, but just kind of for uh, nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Or a, a little time stamp, I guess. Wouldn't hurt to pick some up. Remember when? <laughs> five. 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 Number five. When you go to a wedding, the traditional thing to do is bring a gift for the couple. Um, although, it's worth pointing out, you're not technically required to bring a gift. It's just etiquette, right? And and the etiquette allows you to, a year to do so. That is what Emily is, Post would tell you, yes. Which is... N- Really, probably not a bad idea, hmm. being that uh, some of these marriages don't make it. If it's a wedding you don't think is going to make it, you wait until... Give yourself a little time. Yeah. But do, do you think the bride and groom pick up on that? Like, if they haven't gotten anything from you in 10 months, do they realize, like, he doesn't think well, we're going to make Well, then you start getting a phone call. Oh, you know, that was such a lovely wedding. Um, you're like eight months in. How's everything going? Um, Married what, life is what it, would, is it what you thought it would be, or are you what would your, a little disappointed? What would your assessment be of uh, how things are going? Of course, you can go to a, a registry and pick out something that the bride and groom say that they want, or you can come up with your own idea for a gift. Right, that happens. Yeah, uh, this is a story of somebody. You know what I think you two need <laughs> who came up with their own idea for yeah. a gift. Uh, they thought it would be a good idea for the wedding gift uh-huh. uh, to, to have it be a big box of treats. What kind of treats? It was a basket, and inside the basket, a bunch of sweets, a jar of marshmallow fluff, cookies, potato chips, and there was a card in the basket. So it's just all kinds of, you know, snack food, treats, mm-hmm. junk food. Yeah. And in the uh, basket was a card that simply read, Life is Delicious. Enjoy. All of this stuff has a shelf life. <laughs> Some of this stuff is perishable. I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd eat that first. So it's, I mean, it's, it's one thing to send people canned goods. Yeah. Stuff that's going to last. <laughs> this was a, a bag of chips are going to go stale on. This was a, this was a big, big basket full of treats. Again, life is delicious. Enjoy. That's that's what the message, the card read. Um, then they get the thank you card in the mail uh-huh. from the bride. And it's the thank you card that's, that's, that's getting all the heat. Because the bride... How dare you? Not thrilled... <laughs> with the present? With getting a basket full of treats. But I'm sure that you got other things that were great, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right. So... One gift is going to get you bent out of shape? In the thank you card that the bride sent to the couple, again, they, they, they put together a basket, a lovely basket full of treats. And the bride wrote back to them, uh, the, the bride named Laura here. What is wrong? Uh, what is wrong with you? Says, I want to thank you for coming to the wedding. And that's all. I'm not sure if this is the first wedding you've been to. But for your next wedding, people give envelopes. 
I lost out on $200 covering you and your date's plate. Oh, you got oh fluffy whip. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> this, is, this is written so, I mean, this is just oh. cuts like a knife. I'm not sure if it's the first wedding you've been to, but for your next wedding, people give envelopes. I lost out on $200 covering you and your date's plate and got fluffy whip and sour patch kids in return. Just a heads up for the future. Signed, uh-huh. Laura. Hundred bucks a plate, huh? Well, yeah. What kind of wedding is that? That's a little. That's fancy. What, what were you serving? Hmm. That's got to be an open bar. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is now something that the wedding shaming community is going nuts for, which there is. Yeah, yeah. They're saying that the bride is rude and uh, and crude. tacky and tacky for leaving a message like this. What what horrible planet is this bride living on? Someone writes here. If you don't like what the gift, then re-gift the damn thing and move on with your life, you rude hag. You do not write a snarky message like this to the guest, informing them they should have been aware they were costing the bride X amount of money and that their gift didn't measure up. Bridezilla? <laughs> That's what it is. A bridezilla. Yeah. I mean, maybe don't blow two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars per person? No, she said for the two of for them. For the two of them. A hundred each. Covering you and your dates, but yeah, it was two hundred dollars. Yeah. So that's what yeah, what are they eating? My gosh, what are you what are you eating? Brontosaurus? What kind of DJ did you have? <laughs> yeah. We got Rick D's. He uh, he costs a lot, but uh when he does disco duck, the crowd goes nuts. He did it three times. <laughs> he just kept playing. Disco duck. <laughs> Anytime anybody went up to the table to make a request, he said, gotcha, winked, and played disco duck. And we were all being held hostage at this wedding reception by Rick Dees. And then he, and then he said he, he couldn't continue to DJ, and you had to take over. <laughs> You're mixing up stories now. Uh, de- I'm going to keep the money. <laughs> I guess so. I didn't think it would be like this. And there you go. That's Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things Podcast. It was brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois, Tech Drive in Milan and West Main Street in Galesburg. Milan is open every day. Galesburg is open weekdays and Saturdays. The Milan store offers both medicinal and recreational. Galesburg is recreational only. The recreational waiting lists, those are available. You can reserve your time if you go to the website, which is ntillinois.com. Till we get a chance to do another podcast for you, thanks so much for listening to this one. Hang loose, kooks. You stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Davin Ford, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. 